Welcome to the show. This is Midlife My Ass. I'm just getting started. And midlife being an, uh, a stage, not an age, it, it's relevant to anybody. So, hey man, if you're really enjoying this podcast, please, please go over, give it a subscribe rate and review on Apple or Google Podcasts. Sure do appreciate that. We are dedicated to making you stand out with your brand out in a personal and, and professional kind of way. <laughs> Stay tuned for the show. No doubt we're going to have somebody that you'll be glad you got to listen to. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. And we are back with episode number two. I, sh- I really should call it epic sode. <laughs> I just realized that I'm going to yeah. do that because, you know. You got to trademark that. I just thought of it. You know, yeah. Brian, you inspire people and you don't even try. Uh, epic sode. I l- <laughs> love this. Yes, these are epic sodes for sure when you're around. Uh, so your your next your second book. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So the fifty seventy five one hundred solution. And can, can I call out that? Can we talk about the title? Yes. You, please. You, when I was putting the title out, you're like, "Oh, sweetie, we got to talk." And I was like, "No, I know." <laughs> People are like, "Oh God, there's math in this. There is no math in it. There's a little diagram to help you figure out the numbers, but actually the numbers. <laughs> you, there's no question, Lonnie. You're right. Marketing, like definitely would sell more I have no doubt and we don't need to go into what the title was maybe in my next book but um, it is what it is because this is the name of an approach that I really had no choice but to connect with and to share with others because it it saved my marriage first of all Um, and it started to save a lot of other relationships around me including those of people I was coaching so um, it's real and it works. And I was like, you know, I got to stay true to that. So that's why there's numbers in the title. Um, instead of something more provocative and marketing alicious, if that's a word. Yes, it but is now. It is these now. numbers. Yeah. These numbers are about where I think most of us struggle when it comes to relationships. And that's the idea of control. So we feel like we don't have any control over the relationship. The other person's doing this to us. You know, why can't they just love us? Why can't they be kinder, more appreciative, respectful, whatever the why is, it's them doing it to us. And there's nothing we can do to stop them. And it's pointless because they'll never stop anyway. Right. And so we feel powerless. And for so many of us, it's the worst. And it because it's the worst because it tugs on our insecurities our feelings from our childhood of feeling like we had no power or control. And maybe that led us to be unsafe. I mean, these are not light things. It's not just like, oh, yeah, I wish I had some control. Like you may have been raised in a situation where not having control or someone in your household insisting on control was dangerous. So this is not light stuff to blow off. And this is not just your uh, romantic relationship. This is everywhere in life. It's how we interact with people, relationships as broad as they come, whether it's a fleeting one, you know, someone you pass on the highway, I had someone who texted me who was like, I just used it this morning at the gas station. And I'm sure it wasn't him and his wife at the gas station. So like, you know, a passing relationship all the way through to, you know, your parents, your siblings, your spouse, your boss, your kids, like whatever. It's when everywhere he, in our lives. When he said I used it at the gas station, what yeah. what, what does that mean? Yeah. So the, so I want to get into the numbers, but okay. the question, but the question around it is what's the mechanism that you make relationships better. And I teach these three Buddhist principles. And what he was saying is he used those principles. Ah. The first one is is the real eye-opener. The second is the mechanism by which the eye-opener works. And the third gives us hope. So the first one is happiness seeking. 
And it's the notion that ultimately everyone just seeks to be happy. They don't do what they're doing to you merely to be malicious and mean. They want something. Now they may be confused about what they want or they may be confused about doing what they're doing, helping them get there. Like I said, you know, last time you had me on talking about eating uh, to deal with my emotional hole, I was confused. I I was too young and too misguided to understand I was hurting emotionally. And food does not actually help with that. But in the moment, it did. It was a pleasure. I mean, we're looking to balance out the pain, aren't we? So you see that with people who are nasty to you. What's going on inside of them that tells them, if I exert power over you, if I put you down, I get a little dopamine hit. I don't feel as bad because you're worse than me now. So I've risen up. And it makes me feel like I have some control in a life where I'm super insecure and don't. So they're confused. They want to feel better about themselves and the way they're going about it is flawed and we don't have to like that. But we can understand, it's not like they woke up today and they're like, "Uh, where's Brian? I I just wanna say something mean to him because why not, (laughs) right? Or like you get on the highway, like where's that blue car? I wanna cut them off. Like wait, no, you're just trying to get where you're going and that blue car happened to be in your way. And so you made a decision to try to get in front of that car. It's not like you sought it out to wrong them on the highway. Right, right. And when we think differently like this, we don't respond in the same way. So it gives us that ability to back off of our natural inclination to bite back. Mm. And that's that's what that person was talking about at the gas station. Um, oh. But this is where the numbers come in, Lonnie. So the 50 is how we tend to look at relationships, 50-50. It's me versus you and I can't do anything about you. That's a really disempowering view. It's upsetting. It leads us to get defensive or offensive, right? I'm gonna strike you before you strike me because we're gonna start locking horns. It's not productive and it doesn't feel good. And that's why a lot of our, our relationships are stuck. We are powerless and controlless to fix the other person so they stop treating us this way. Correct, yeah. Well, I thought it was correct. What I've come to understand is, and this is the 75, relationships are not 50-50. They're made up of four quarters and a quarter is 25%. So I've got my 50, I have another quarter that's under my influence. So within me, half of me is my actions. What I just, of my own volition, choose to put out into the world. Has nothing to do with anyone else, just what what I choose to wear today or music I listen to or whatever. The other half of me is my reactions to the world around me. And as hard as that may be, that is in your control. Now, people are like, well, hang on a second. They said this to me. And so you better believe I need to say something. I don't have a choice. I have to be angry at them. I have to snap back. I can't let that stand. Well, you do have a choice. It doesn't mean it's easy to exercise the choice. It doesn't mean you're not hurting. You know, growing up getting called fat names, people are like, just ignore them. What do you mean ignore them? I heard what they said. It hurt. Yeah, it's okay. But do you want to egg them on? Because if you show them it hurts, If you try to argue with them or you try to chase after them and they see how slow you are, you're just going to give them more basis to make fun of you. God, that's a no-win situation. It It is, but they were right. And it's really hard as a little kid, but you can still do it. So whether you take offense, that's happiness seeking helps with the taking offense part. Whether you take offense is a choice and how you respond, even if you do take offense, is also a choice, even though it's hard. Now, the thing is, those two dynamics, actions and reactions, are going on in them too. Only their reactions are based on your behavior. So what you say and do and put out into the world, they're taking that in and reacting to it. This is where that extra 
25% where you get control or influence comes in. And this was this awakening for me. It's not 50-50 because if I act differently, if I choose not to respond that way, if I give you a different version of me to react to, then I'm going to get a different version of you. Whether you like it or not, you're going to respond differently because you've got a different stimulus coming in. And so I was like, well, hang on. I'm not powerless here. I can influence a different behavior on their part, even if it's only small. And the more I do it and the more consistency I do it with, the more progress we make and we move towards 100% better. And it becomes this virtuous cycle instead of a, a vicious one. So, so through awareness, um, acceptance and action comes change. That's my formula. Yeah. yeah. So, so you've brought awareness to, to your clients and, and then realizing, hey, this is actually what's going on. Let's accept that so we're not fighting against it anymore. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, then, and, and, and try to appeal to the happiness that person's seeking instead of the jabs that they're throwing. Yeah. Right? If we talk at this surface level of responses, we're never going to make any progress. But why are you responding that way? Let's get to that. And then maybe I'm not standing in the way the way you think I am. Maybe I can help you get to where you want to be. I love that. And one of the ways you said this beautifully off camera, Brian, which was regardless of who's at fault. Would you finish yeah. that up? Yeah. Whether, whether you're the cause of the problem or not, you can still be the cause of the solution. Yeah. And that's, and, and this whole approach is the mechanism to be that solution, you know, and that's what I love about it is I feel so much more empowered in these really upsetting situations where I felt powerless. And let's face it, like we don't tend to behave well, when we feel like we have no control or power and these things are happening to us. It's really scary. It's like mm -hmm. flailing about madly out of desperation. Yeah. And yeah, what, what, how good is that uh, whirling dervish, you yeah. know? And it's, it's all, it's all prehistoric brain activity then. It's all, um, you know, fight or flight, save your life kind of amygdala responses. And those, they mean well, but they're not going to get you out of these jams. There's no car pinning you right now. Like it's, person to person yeah uh, and so we can behave differently but we have to see things differently to get their perspective yeah. the person they uh so for the men and women listening what are some of the like are there top three emotions or current states of of life that yeah. um they they could really look at this because because don't right don't you think it's true we can adjust and adjust and adjust and the pain that we feel becomes our new normal yeah yeah. And so, well, and then you just resign to just kind of work in your life instead of living it, which, yeah, we've all been there. And not even realize, yeah. hang on, I don't actually have to live with that thorn in my side or that rock yeah. in my shoe. Um, it's not normal or yeah. doesn't have to be. Yeah. Because it, it's exhausting. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So for those of you that are listening and wondering, is, is Brian somebody that could help you? What are some of the main symptoms that they could look at? Yeah, so... What, what we tend to find when we look into ha the happiness, and by the way, you have to look into your own because maybe you're not in touch with what you really care about. What we tend to find is it's, it's some personal need and it's usually rooted in something much deeper and more profound than the surface level thing we're talking about. So in a work situation, maybe it's about the sustainability of the business. You know, is the business at risk right now? We're fighting about my department versus yours or you screwed up on this thing. No, I didn't. Well, why does that even matter? And chances are you both probably care about the company doing well. 
in a relationship, you know, maybe it's about control. Maybe there is trauma behind that. You know, how were you guys raised? And did you have a voice? And was it safe to have that voice? Well, we want to be heard and we want to be validated. And we want to know that now that we're adults, it's our world that we're living in and we matter. And maybe we're not feeling that way right now. Well, you probably would have the same feelings that your spouse is having or your significant other's having. So what if you can appeal to that? And, and actually that's a big part of what was going on with my wife and I is her feeling like I do things to try to control her and me feeling like I'm doing all these things to care for my family and I'm never being seen for it and judged for it. Both goes back to this feeling from childhood of not being heard. You know, I was lost in the shuffle of my family's divorce and, and things going on there. I never had a voice or I didn't feel like I did despite talking a lot. And for my wife, feeling like, you know, her parents, her older brother, it's all about controlling her and putting her down and putting her in her place. And that must be what I'm doing. And so I'm trying to do something caring and being not seen for that. And that hurts. And she's going through what she's going through and has this guy who's just doing things, controlling her. And that's worse. Yeah. Yet neither of us intended that. And we were stuck in our own processing of what we perceive to be blockers to our happiness. I'm going to stop you right there. Yes. We're going to do another episode because I really want to, I really want to pick up on this. Please yeah, join yeah. me again. Okay, great guys. Thanks for joining us. Um, please turn, tune into part three with Brian Falchuk, a two-time best-selling author, life coach, speaker, and amazing being on the planet. I can't wait to go into this other part where relationships are the focus they always are no matter what we're doing yeah. in life whether it's romantic or or whatever it doesn't matter it's all about relationships and what do we do when what we've tried doesn't work or it doesn't seem to this is lonnie ray i've got brian falchuk with me today i'm so excited i love you brian and uh, uh we are going to come back with another episode of midlife my ass thanks for joining us i'll be right back